What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Checkpoint Podcast, Episode 4. I'm one of your hosts, Tyler Hall. I'm joined by, uh, what are we going to call you this week? The beautiful baby bird, meth Jesus, Matt Drobot. I've How never had so many words used to describe me before. Thank you. Uh, are they good words or are they bad words? Do you take them I, I, complimentarily? Yeah, most Because I mean them in the best way that you could possibly you know, mean all you know, the if words. You mean methy and you're looking real slim and healthy, sure. Yeah, you look like you're active without actually doing a lot of activity. Thanks. You, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like some people are skinny fat. You're like skinny skinny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're me- me- some would say meth skinny. <laughs> 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 I was joking with one of my friends on Discord because he was he's going to law school right now. I was like, dude, when you're a lawyer, let me live in your in-ground pool. One, I will keep I'm the best security system. Imagine you're trying to break into this place. It looks nice. You're fiddling with the lock. And then a more methy, cracked out looking dude crawls out of the fucking pool and just starts coming at you, you're out of there. No way. No one's breaking in. And I'm there 24-7. What am I doing? I'm living in some dude's pool. I got time. I I don't remember you living in the pool being in the preface. <laughs> I must have blacked out at that part. But when you threw that in, I fucking threw me for a loop. You're living in the you're willingly living in the pool. Why not just like a bathtub, at least indoors? You know? No, no, no. In ground pool. I'm gonna put a tarp up and some stuff, you know. You're just going to put the pool cover over the pool at night? One of oh, those yeah. like very taut pool covers? Interesting. That's a bold bold move. I wonder if it'll work you out for you. Use it as like a, a, a rain collector? Well, you do already look homeless, so you're partway there, you know? Exactly. It's only a matter of time until Justin k- kicks you out. Nah, I keep paying my rent. He's good. Are you playing any games um, this week? No, at all? Uh, Second week and oh no, it's not true. I uh started another run in Skyrim. Actually, I fucking, I fucking despise your essence as a human being. <laughs> uh, you come in here with this bullshit of Mad Max initially, and then you don't play games, and then you come back with Skyrim. I mean, listen, I'm not gonna hate on you for what you play, but also, what the fuck, man? <laughs> classic, dude. It's a classic. I don't know. Um, Are you playing it with mods at least? Uh, no, because I don't have the uh, achievements on Steam. <sighs> okay. The only thing I think I could say to make you hate me more is I spent money in the creation store to buy things. <laughs> what creation store? What do you mean? What does oh, have that you mean? not seen that? On Fallout 4 and Skyrim, you can pretty much purchase mods, but like Bethesda approved mods. So what does that what does that mean? What does that so entail? So you like spend money and it adds content to the game. So it's like DLC? Yeah, but they're sourcing it from community content. Interesting. I don't know what you didn't know about that thing? Talk about this like 2017. 
Yeah, I don't know. I've never heard of that. I've, I mean, I, I heard about like well, it's the spies. Mo- it's kind of the worst. It's like microtransactions to the max. So interesting. Oh, like them charging for mods. I heard about that itself, but I didn't realize that that was the same sort of. Oh yeah, they just called it the the creation store or creation club creation club that's do do they pay their community members like the modders or do they just make the money no i'm pretty sure they pay them i would oh, okay. double check yeah. me but pretty sure that was part of the stuff well you said it so it must be true um well that's interesting i wonder how that i mean that's kind of like dreams i guess in a way but just like not there isn't like a base game there. I mean, I guess there is a base game there for Dreams. Do you know what Dreams is? No. It's know. like a PlayStation. I don't know if it's for the PlayStation 4 as well. I think it is. PlayStation 4 game. Uh, well, it's just a PlayStation game, I'll say, that was developed by Medium Molecule. And it's basically like a game engine in a game. Like you can basically create any game, supposedly, that you want to create in the, in the game and uh, put it so other people can play it and i guess people can buy things i i i might be incorrect there but i guess again i said it so it must be true um and it had it does have a base game itself but the base game is mostly to show off like the mechanics of the thing it's not like fallout you know that has a base you know a base game that's fucking 70 hours long and then that's you're just adding shit to that because you're getting into the code and whatnot no yeah um well all right skyrim interesting anything else or just just that i mean you had to struggle to f- find that in your just that been watching more anime than oh playing games what what are you watching uh, i finished tower of god which was fantastic okay. i stayed up way too late finishing it which it's been a while since i really wanted to binge something so that was cool that's always and nice I, uh, it's a pleasant experience yeah, and then I started God of High School, which has been, uh, you know, you know me, I'm basic as fuck, so it's a martial arts one, so I'm in, and the fights are super well animated. I'm a sucker for it. Great camera movement for doing a lot of that martial arts movement. So that's been really fun to hop into. Yeah, um, that makes sense. I um. I don't think I've watched any anime since the last time we spoke. I'm trying to think. No, nothing. I've been reading. Uh, let's see. I read a bit of Fire Force, which was interesting. It's an interesting story. It's about this kid who's like uh, going to join like this crew of people who fight these like demonic things. Like the people just randomly combust and so they have to uh like go put those fires out and shit and like depending on i don't know they can be more intense sometimes and you gotta fight the fucking they turn into like demons or something like that i don't know i like i like i said i just kind of started i'm like halfway through the first volume so i don't really know what the fuck is going on um i read the first volume of chainsaw man that was fun a little ridiculous and absurd uh, I'm still reading through uh, Shaman King Volume One. It came in the you know three volume pack or whatever, but I haven't even finished the first volume. So I'm just getting through, getting through those. I 
tried to get into the current Battlefield 4 wave uh, over the last week. I um, put that in my PS5, but Jesus fuck, the load times are garbage. And the game is like anti-optimized for ps5 like i swear to god it just like doesn't work either i don't know if that's just like how the game is and always has been on console but holy fucking christ i'm glad that uh we are far away from that game's release because that was awful and i'm glad i bought it used because at from gamestop because i went and returned that shit right away it was garbage i mean like the actual gameplay itself when i finally you know 30 years after trying to start the game booted up a single multiplayer match it was you know it was battlefield it was fun it was like a modern battlefield obviously but the fucking uh, the load times are so terrible like it just to start the game i swear to god it felt like it took me five minutes of just sitting there and uh it was super frustrating especially when you know as a owner of a ps5 i'm very uh what's the word i'm looking for privileged you know to have that quick like it's almost immediate load time for ps5 games and so maybe i'm a little too used to that and so everything else feels a little excessively long but i also it just was incredibly long like and once the game even booted up i couldn't even it would take like another minute or so to even just like move the menu around like the menu just wasn't responsive it was weird like it just took forever and then it finally became responsive and i could do whatever i wanted to do but like initially it was just garbage um i uh been playing more Fortnite than i normally do just because i've been uh just fucking around with trying to uh record audio and gameplay together at the same time and getting that to get edit properly or whatever and so i did record a let's play and that'll be up on the youtube channel uh, later tonight i think is when i scheduled it or maybe tomorrow um just stupid i died immediately twice like literally took 80th place because i just fucking landed on a ufo and got punted off and just died it was ridiculous um and uh yeah but that was fun that game's dumb fun i still don't build in it i don't play it how it's supposed to be played which is probably why i rarely take first although taylor and i did play it again and did take first two times in a row again and so that was kind of cool um and then we put the game down and didn't play it <laughs> so that was the two times we've sat down and played split screen we've taken first or the, the four times i should say so that was fun um, make a good team i guess uh what else oh i played cyberpunk i've been playing cyberpunk uh how's that yeah being re-released yeah we're fucking empty ass game there is nothing like i mean there's stuff obviously that's an over exaggeration that it's empty but like the streets feel dead there feels like it feels like there's no life i mean because it is the ps4 version of the game so while the you know frame rate runs better on the ps5 and the the game i would assume loads faster though it still loads like dog shit um i i would assume that uh it's just the ps4 version of the game so it's gonna be uh you know less dense streets and and shit like that which is there's like no npcs just like walking around ever which is wild kind of driving around 
Night City. It feels just bland. So I'm definitely going to wait. I mean, my reason for buying the game now from was because I was walking around Best Buy and it was on sale for like 25 bucks. And I was like, okay, well, when they release the PlayStation 5 patch, the game will go back up. Even the PS4 version probably will go back up to $60 just so they can justify charging $60 for the PlayStation 5 version because you can't undercut yourself like that when you're offering free upgrades or whatever. Um, And so I was like, this game will probably not be this cheap or it will probably stay at least this cheap. And so I'll just buy it and keep it on the shelf until there's a PS5 version and then play it then. Though I'm not anticipating it um, anytime soon because it seems like they don't have it. (laughs) They haven't talked about it once. It doesn't seem like. I don't know. No, it looks like they got a lot on their plate. And they just had that huge leak of DLC, so have a little bit of what at least they thought they were planning on doing. We'll see their roadmap probably changed with all their hot fixes and trying to keep up to date. Well, they did change their roadmap at one point from like their launch roadmap that was edited. But they did they recently have DLC like plans leak or gameplay or what? Yeah, I think it was data miners. Um, but they just pulled up uh in the code and so it was just like DLC, uh like jacket, SP, there was like seven or eight uh different uh DLC tags with uh some indicators behind them. So people were speculating on whether there's going to be upgrades to the apartment system because that seemed like there was going to be one um, as well as adding like some jackets and some guns probably. Interesting. But it sounds cool. I mean, that is cyberpunk in a way to after the fact add, you know, there was a stat for the tabletop game or whatever there was a, or the you know tabletop RPG, I should say, there was you know multiple style catalogs and weapons catalogs and stuff like that that came out you know post release of the base ga- base game. So it'd be cool if they continued that tradition with the with twenty seventy seven after you fulfill your fucking promise and get that fucking PS five version out. Well, I think they will because it's crazy the amount of detail. Like not a lot of people have played the tabletop game of. Uh, cyberpunk and then how it's escalated to cyberpunk 2077 but man johnny silverhand rogue morgan uh blackhand like those are all characters from the tabletop game and they did all this really cool interlocking lore and it just goes underappreciated because of their poor performance in releasing the game which is too bad because Again, they knocked it out of the park on that kind of like detail and uh, lore side of it. And it just goes unnoticed because you can't even walk up to things, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah, the game, well, it's just, you know, there's that whole swath of players on Xbox One and uh, PS4 that just don't get that experience. There's no way that they're... The high, there's no way that the high majority of those players are playing that game to completion simply because of the the bugs and stuff like that. I mean, most players don't complete games anyways, but you know when it's a constantly either crashing or having frame rate dips or you know you're losing control of your character <laughs> as he's driving down the road or just 
pop in. That's the one thing that was terrible is that there was just a lot of pop in. Like I would just, I would look, there'd be a car maybe 15 feet from me. I'd turn around and I turn back around and it'd be gone. And I'm like, okay, that's not good. That's not very selling of the world. In GTA, no. I can, you know, turn around, walk 10 blocks, come back. And that's a PS3 game, you know? Three game. And that's like a full, that felt more fleshed out than the PS4 version of Cyberpunk 2077. Granted, there aren't RPG and interlocking, you know, elements like that that you're trying to tie in there, but that's a PS3 game, you know? That's a PlayStation 3 game. So there's really is no excuse because you know what hardware you're working on. And if anything, it's less of an excuse that it came out at the end of the PlayStation 4's life cycle because that's like when developers should know how to optimize that hardware you know that's when that hardware is at its peak because people have had eight seven eight years with that console so you should know how to develop games for it you know and just because you can put it on that hardware doesn't mean you should put it on that hardware i think that was their biggest thing they just should have not put it on the last generation kept it for future generations it's because they didn't they wanted the audience you know not a lot of people have next gen and they wanted as many people as possible to be able to get it. But no, more more people have PlayStation 5 at this point than had PlayStation 4 at this point. That's crazy. Yeah. And didn't Xbox outsell PlayStation 5 in the month of June? I don't know. I have not read that anywhere. That's not a part. I'd rather stay on Cyberpunk. Um, but I feel like... Um, well, that would be interesting though sorry uh, now you caught me on that subject because i don't believe xbox has outsold playstation in then i'm probably wrong well no no i just mean like as far as like since the ps4 generation i don't believe an xbox has outsold a playstation in the month at all so that'd be an interesting question to ask as if it was because of lack of hardware availability or if that's because the pe- people are genuinely not fucking around with what sony's doing this generation so far ah that's how they got that headline they're doing it by dollar amount and they're combining the xbox x and s to beat out the ps5 in june sales are the in dollar amount interesting even though the ps5 is the fastest selling console in terms in u.s history in terms of units sorry that was just like in the thing that is that was from oldgamers.com. And the PS4 was that initially. So it's insane to yeah. just keep outdoing yourselves in that regard, in that financial aspect. Though and clearly you didn't fuck up on the last one. I mean, the PS4 was my favorite console I think I've ever owned. Um, just from like a games perspective, from although PS3 did have some great games. There were some that was a that was a unique generation of games for for PlayStation just because it was the generation that cemented or or started, I should say, you know, uncharted the last of us. Um, there was, you know, you got that fucking, I can't remember the game. There was just so many, they were just, (laughs) but they were like obscure and weird, like mag. You remember mag? You ever hear mag? No, that was like their attempt at like 150 person or maybe it was like 100 person, 50 v 50. I think it, at the time it seemed a lot. And so now I'm using today's metrics to make it seem like a lot. But at the time it seemed like a lot. I think it was 
50 v 50 like online multiplayer like supposedly trying to be like this big map multiplayer game it failed miserably and it wasn't that great but you know and then ps3 was where we got uncharted or not uncharted uh, resistance and you know a lot of good ratchet and clank games although that was more ps2 and ps4 we didn't get a, a lot of new ip we got a lot of iterative IP and that was, that's great. Cause it was good, but, and we got ghost of Tsushima and death stranding and a reboot, I guess of God of war. But again, that's not new IP, you know, I don't know. I just want to see something new. And I, yeah. I guess already from PS five, we did get returnal, which is pretty cool as, as far as concept goes. Um, but no, I do think, yeah, that whole last generation was super, I don't want to say boring. Cause like, there were so many great games, but it was just a lot of revisiting IPs than it was like original IPs that I feel like came out. Yeah, I didn't. Or like series that really defined themselves that carried through to generations, you know? That, uh, you know, like you were saying, compared to like Uncharted and stuff that, you know, has made it through multiple generations. I don't feel like a lot of that started this past generation and i do you think it will we'll see more unique um or uh different ips coming out this generation um i don't know it's hard because like i said we do already have returnal but we don't have really anything else and you hear from independent developers that it doesn't seem like um sony are really you know in the business of being their friend anymore or treating them very well anymore and so they're not that interested in you know that was one thing that carried the playstation 4 at launch was all the indie games you know there was hella indies on playstation playstation was the indie machine and it was awesome you know i remember playing like ali ali and outlast and shit like that on my playstation 4 and uh i don't you don't see that sort of thing on playstation 5 i just was on ign a couple hours ago looking you know at news and shit like that and i was seeing reviews for this game death's door or something like that and it it looks super fucking cool and i was like oh where does this ign used to have at the top of reviews or whatever like reviewed on pc xbox whatever and there i couldn't fucking find it anywhere so i had to look it up and of course it's exclusive to pc and xbox pc the, the, the xbox gambit uh and so that was super disappointing, you know, and I'm like, why well, can't PlayStation just have more of a hand in indie games, you know, like they, I just want something cool. I want a game like below. I want to play that game. I want to play Hades, you know, which I believe is coming to PlayStation five now or whatever, but, uh, I want to play these more, more cool, unique games. I like photorealism, like the last of us two or semi photorealistic, like the last of us two but I want something unique as well. And the last of us two is somewhat unique in the, in the granulars of its, you know, detail, but not in, in the terms of presentation. It's another third person narrative, semi open world, you know, you upgrade your weapons in the fashion that you want to upgrade them. And you can play somewhat stealthy if you want to for a few missions. And you can also just go in guns blazing, you know, but for the most part, you're, you still got to get through this point in a certain way and kill all the enemies. Um, it's just yeah I don't know oh. 
Yeah, it's almost like in the pursuit of that realism, you lose out on being able to do unique things. You know, the closer you try to get to everyone being like, how close can I get to a functioning real person and you controlling them? The less options you have to do in the game, because now you're tied to what we as people can do. And I think a lot of the fun in games and stuff is not being a person you know is being able to control things from this third person's perspective or do puzzle solving from that or you know uh flying and stuff and so being unique in storytelling um i would love to see more stuff like that yeah i agree which is uh i don't know i did why I, I guess I even though Returnal I guess is still a third person over the shoulder game it's unique in the way that it it's super vague and it's uses gameplay in in its story and then the loop is part of the story that you know, dying in the the sort of souls like or whatever is part of the you know the gameplay loop of the story so it's just it's that's uh, pretty interesting at the very least I did um because I did buy uh, a used copy of Resident Evil Village because I wanted to play that uh, before I bought Battlefield 4. I almost, I realized a week later that I didn't once put it in my console. So I took it back <laughs> and returned it and uh, instead got Final Fantasy VII Remake. So I'm going to, I think either tonight, if I don't spend the night at Taylor's, uh, I'll start recording like a Let's Play series of that just to kind of get it up and that will also encourage me to actually play it through is to upload that bullshit um <laughs> and so that'll be fun um <clears throat> yeah i think that's cool did you play you never played any final fantasy have you no damn all right well yeah let's get into the news a lot of interesting things this week um, valve announced the steam deck a small and deceptively powerful handheld pc that comes in a similar shape to the nintendo switch the steam deck was first listed with a dual channel lp ddr5 ram however that has now been con corrected to a quad channel 32-bit lp ddr5 do you know what that means uh yeah so the amount of channels is like the sticks of ram in a computer uh, and so instead of two channels, they're going four channels. So that's inherently better, you mean? It'd be faster? Um, I'm not positive. Um, if they're keeping the same size, I think less channels is better, but I'm hmm. not an expert in that. Well, I guess I, I, guess I should have read the next sentence first <laughs> it says uh, an important distinction because I, di I didn't forgot i forgot about this an important okay. distinction as this confirms the steam deck has a tremendous amount of bandwidth relative to its expected gpu performance i'll say it's increased bandwidth yeah so, it's so that's good the handheld also ranges from 64 gigabytes for 399 dollars up to 649 dollars for the 512 gigabyte model all models come with an expandable memory card slot which is dope um I'm not particularly sure um, who this is for. You know, I was hypothesizing earlier, like, is it for the console gamer intimidated by PC modularity or is it for like a PC gamer on the go? You know, like what, what market is it for? Is it for both people? Is it for neither? Is it for this, this you know, third party unknown group? Who's it for? 
I don't know. That's kind of what I struggle with. Um, it seemed really popular, but in use, I don't really see how it's supposed to be like optimized use. Because again, if I'm a parent and I'm like buying a system for my child, probably going to go with a console over this for price and usage wise. And I mean, it's a cheap entry into PC gaming, which try is to, really try cool. to touch the arm less while you're talking. Sorry, you're fine. Fidget. I, I just hear it come through on the while you're talking. You know, it's just like you know, right. I can hear. It. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you're I mean, I guess I did mean to interrupt you, but I also didn't want to interrupt <laughs> you. <laughs> I, was, I didn't want to like lie to you and say like I didn't mean to interrupt you because I literally yeah. just like interrupted you on purpose, but like with the intent of doing something. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're good. Um, fuck, where was I? Um, like if you were a parent. Mm-hmm buying this for, for your console. kid you'd buy a console and stuff. um i mean it's cheap entry into pc gaming which is cool like it's hard to get into pc gaming and there are those people that like you know you get a free code here on steam or free code you know you're collecting the free games here and there and like maybe you have some gaming to play but if i have a large steam library there's not a lot of my steam library that i necessarily want to play on this kind of device or that i have the transit time i mean not even transit time i'm just trying to think of like what well what i was thinking of as you were talking is in certain in some countries like in japan particular you know i know we don't exist in japan i don't know if they're even selling this thing in japan but in japan they prefer a lot more mobile gaming um it's why the vita is was super super popular in japan and it's why the switch is super popular in japan uh, because they don't have a lot of space in like their living spaces and they're constantly taking public transportation and stuff like that it's just a different culture you know and so maybe instead of you know thinking through i don't know because i have plenty of space i could put a pc you know right under my desk right here but if in my apartment i didn't even i you know i have like a 300 square foot or you know, like a hundred square foot studio apartment where I could barely exist, you know, like a little handheld PC would be kind of cool to have. Yeah. Um, And you can, I mean, they're letting you plug it into a TV and um, have it and play it with a keyboard and mouse, which is really cool. So, yeah, I mean that on like a base level, honestly, is kind of astounding that like you could have a mobile PC and they're kind of working towards literally a PC you can you know it's like handheld yeah well i mean pretty much they're making a laptop but just with handles on the side intended for gaming a laptop intended for gaming well what i find interesting is that like they they are uh advertising this as something that can do a handheld that can do anything that a pc can do and so i'm certainly interested in this from the perspective of like you know on my on my laptop i can remote play my playstation 5 so i don't need to bring that as many places potentially if that has functionality um i don't necessarily have to get um an xbox as i could you know just do game pass uh from that um and so th- this opens up a lot of potentialities especially especially with the fact that it can be um, an on-the-go machine or whatever, and uh, you know, an at-home machine. I think it's interesting, but the thing I don't like is that portably it either ranges from 
two to eight hours of battery life and the eight hours of battery life is if you're playing a game from fucking you know 2010 at 30 frames per second and it's like (laughs) that's not promising it's a little concerning but the initial effort is always the worst so we'll see how it improves from there yeah do you think it's just i mean steam's kind of been trying to make waves or enter the handheld gaming for a while because they did the steam controller or like the steam index and that kind of flopped that was for the steam machine for the steam machine that's right and that was that i feel like that kind of flopped because even valve didn't believe in that you know they outsourced that shit to like alienware and i think yeah, nvidia I didn't think had a lot of complaints i thought it just like went a well, it just wasn't impressive you. you know it just wasn't no. if again it was one of those things where people were like who the fuck is this for because if i'm a pc gamer i want to have the ability to module modulate my pc um and if I'm a console gamer, I want to play on console, you know? <laughs> and so people were like, I don't, I don't know who wants this. And, and, and there was just so many different versions of it. You know, there were, it's not like it was a PS5 or an Xbox. It was the Alienware steam machine, the, this steam machine, the, this one, the, that one. The, and it's like, I don't, I can't keep up with this. Well, <laughs> which one do I get? You know? Yeah. So do you think this is them just trying again? kind of learning from their past mistakes and be like, cool, we just need to make it. And then they just kind of bump it more to the handheld side because people compare it to the Switch, but this is a very different thing than the Switch. They feel like different leagues. This Um, can actually play games, which is good. Yeah, other than being a thing you can hold in your hand, I feel like they're going for different, like, ideal, like not ideals yeah other different than, like yeah. performance levels like a different experience for sure yeah i think um yeah the the switch is its own enclosed platform whereas this is very clearly trying to be as open as possible to show i think it's to that's to encourage as much um involvement from developer or, or you know encouragement of people to buy it as possible because if it is this enclosed thing it 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 limits the reasons to buy it you know but now that you know it's not just that i'm limited to my steam library i can also download the epic game store i can download ea access i can download battle.net you know i can download all these different things and play all of my games on this device anywhere and any like even modern games at somewhat high settings that like a, it's it's basically i would it seems like it's basically as powerful i mean it has more ram than a base ps4 you know like than a ps4 does so i don't see why not why it couldn't play modern games at like decently high settings high-ish settings i should say i mean yeah it is maxed at the the screen's only 720p and then i don't know what the upscaling allows for but yeah yeah yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not technologically proficient. I'm rather ignorant on such things. But but how that will look and feel, I think, is going to make it very... Because, yeah, I, I can't think of a lot of my Steam games that I need to play for two hours, not at my PC, at 720p. 
But I mean, they're sold out, aren't they? All the pre-orders went crazy. Yeah, it seems like there's an interest. And it is one of those things where you do have to pay $5 to reserve your spot to pre-order. Though I think that's a some people I think are complaining about that. But I think that's kind of a somewhat smart way to sort of curb scalpers because it is a refundable $5 if you decide you don't want to buy the thing. And I believe it goes just off the price of your fucking Steam Deck anyway. So it's like, why are we complaining? It's like pre-ordering something at GameStop. No, I agree. We really need to start doing something about scalpers on that kind of level. And if it takes, you know, putting a $5, what's it called? Deposit. Deposit down, then like, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I agree. Because look what happened with the PS5. And and still is happening. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, what I don't understand is Eve's, Eve's Kilmont, who's the head of Ubisoft, was like, Ubisoft games will come to Steam Deck if it's big enough. Because Ubisoft recently... As, uh, within the last couple of years said uh, or started putting their games out pretty much exclusively on the Epic Game Store. I think it started with Division 2, stuff like that. But you can download the Epic Game Store on the Steam Deck, so I don't understand why anybody should give a shit. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they have their proprietary launcher and service on PC, so he might be referring to that. But yeah, if you can get it on Epic and Epic's not restricted, then... I don't know why anybody... I mean, other than like maybe it's more... It's easier, at least, to have all your games in one launcher. I suppose. I mean, I would say, but yes. Other than that, I don't know why anybody anybody gives a fucking shit. You know, Ubisoft well, games we'll are. I mean, speaking of fucking disappointing Ubisoft games uh, uh, coming from them in the most exciting fashion possible, something not a single soul asked for um, a free to play six v six first person shooter terribly titled tom clancy's x defiant which other than ham-fisting popular tom clancy universe themed characters into it in an attempt to drum up cultural relevance and excite some sort of um gamers in practice has little to do with tom clancy at all <laughs> um something most tom clancy titled games have in common these days um <laughs> You customize your play style by choosing factions related to Tom Clancy IP. There's like people influenced by Splinter Cell, Ghost Recon, and the like. Um, but it's a typical first-person shooter with modes that they're touting like domination and escort missions, which we all love tremendously. You know, it's not like we were crying for a decade to get them out of Assassin's Creed games, but. And it's not like those missions are the worst part of Overwatch. It feels like this is probably what we can expect from Ubisoft going forward or Ubisoft, I guess. I don't know how to fucking say the People say it so, so many different ways. I don't know. I'm not as excited for their new Assassin's Creed initiative that they're that was leaked that's like this sort of modular over time, like you go to different timelines and shit like that, but it's like a never ending game. Yeah, then I'm less excited for that bullshit now. I mean, I never was really like excited, but it sounded intriguing. Um, and now I'm not even intrigued. The graphics look fine. Like the, the actual imagery of the game looks fine. Have you seen anything about this? I have not. Oh, man. You should uh, just, I'll edit this out, but you should pull up a YouTube video of it real quick because they just announced it this week. And it's like, I mean, tell me what you can tell from a, from a fucking hole in the wall. You know, it's just so bland.
So what do you think? Man, it would have been cool like three years ago, but I don't know what this is going to bring. That's really going to be entertaining. And I guarantee you that the microtransactions are going to be horrible and no one's going to play. Well, and what was weird to me was that you're going to announce this game and then put a release date on it as something nobody's excited for, nobody asked for, nobody wants. You're then going to be like, well, now wait for it and get excited. And it's like, no, this is something that you have to announce and release, announce and release, you know, just get it out there so people can immediately get their hands on it. It doesn't matter if it's a beta. What matters is that people can immediately play it and be like this. I can, you know, put something to this. Yeah, this isn't something that's going to have has emotional backing from uh, players, you know, that it's like something they've wanted, they're waiting for. It's cool to get the little drips of stuff, you know, and you get hyped and it gets you to the release. It's like, I didn't know about this. I didn't care about this. I'm probably going to forget about it. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know how good their gunplay is, man also like is it gonna be is it gonna be worthwhile who knows yeah i don't know um it's just when you could be getting a decent ghost recon game you could be getting a decent splinter cell game you could be getting something but instead you get nothing also confused it's 6v6 but there's only four classes because the classes are now uh, the the factions. But I think you play like with six different people that are your like faction or whatever. Sorry, the trailer I watched made it imply because they were like the wolves are the heavies, the cleansers are the assault, and it made it sound like yeah you could pick your like character from there, but you were picking your class when you picked your thing. Like I'm gonna be an assault guy, so I'm gonna be a cleanser. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that is the case. And then there's only four, and it seems like they did tank, DPS, healer, mage. <laughs> and then they're going to add stuff later for IPs? I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't. It, see, it doesn't make any sense. I don't know why, why you would do that this. shitty escort missions? I forgot. Who, who wants to play this game? I don't think anybody's going to play this game, to be fair. I think it'll fail. <laughs> of the things to do with like Tom Clancy, just shut up and make a good Splinter Cell game again. Like, why are you fucking with around with What to do with, with a Tom Clancy game? Make it relevant to fucking Tom Clancy, you know? Who? No. Get out of here. People want to play that? It seems absurd that we keep getting these IP that have absolutely nothing to do with anything Tom Clancy related. What does Tom Clancy have to do with the division? At least it's somewhat realistic military, you know? True. You can put it in the verse, but man, and you know, because we don't have any right now, a really good spy stealth game would crush it right now. Yeah. I mean, I've been listening to Sacred Symbols for, you know, three years since it was started or whatever. And uh, Chris Reagan has been begging for a Splinter Cell for that entire time. Yeah. And I don't think they're going to do it. I don't think they're. Mm. No, I don't think they will. It doesn't seem Stupid. like it. Splinter Cell is dead. Um, oh, don't say that. What are you talking about? They added him as a playable character in that mobile team versus team. Wait, they have a mobile team versus team. I don't know what that is. I don't remember what he was added to. That sucked. I think it was at E3. Hmm. 
I don't remember. Something else that's concerning in the games industry besides just shitty games um, is what's happening over in China and Saudi Arabia, actually. Authoritarian regimes are gobbling up game developers and newest publications. No one is saying anything and we need to start sounding the alarm. In China and Saudi Arabia, where business and government are attached at the hip, accepting and allowing investments are tacit approval of what these regimes are doing. Tencent, a Chinese investment conglomerate, owns 100% of developer Riot Games, 40% of Epic, makers of Gears of War 1 through 3, and more recently Fortnite, and they are currently attempting to purchase Crisis developer Crytek. The most concerning thing about that last acquisition attempt, which is currently happening, is that Crytek doesn't only develop games for the average consumer, it also develops high-tech military simulators for some of the world's most powerful governments. Why wouldn't President Xi want access to such valuable information? And just a little westward in Saudi Arabia, Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman is also investing heavily into the games industry. He's recently invested over $3 billion in companies like Activision Blizzard, publishers of Call of Duty and Overwatch, Take-Two, publishers of NBA 2K, Grand Theft Auto and Borderlands, and Electronic Arts, publishers of Mass Effect, Madden, and FIFA. Uh, These are major actors in the video game industry, corporations that have massive sway. So much power over the industry that regimes like Salman's and Jinping's have no place investing in and having influence over for as long as they allow concentration camps, the murder of gay and trans people, and other absolutely horrific crimes against humanity. That not a single player in the news side of the industry is ringing the alarm over this is also absolutely terrifying. Uh, I read IGN and GameSpot and the like almost daily since starting this show, and I've seen nothing reported on this. I had to go to obscure websites like Gamma Sutra, at least it's obscure to me, I had rarely ever heard of it before, and gamesindustry.biz to find anything about this. It's absolutely abhorrent and shameful that this industry has become access-focused while claiming they care about human rights. Activision literally silenced and took money away from a popular Hearthstone player because in a post-game stream, he said free Hong Kong. Hong Kong, Hong Kong at the time was going through anti-authoritarian process, or protests. And the player, known as Blitzchung, was from Hong Kong, an American company choosing Chinese government interest and money over their own American principles of democracy is disgusting. Um, what do you think? <laughs> well, I think 100%. Why are we allowing this and turning a blind eye and letting it happen, you know? And we can't act naive to it. We can't pretend like we don't get that Tencent is a Chinese company that ob- it- has to have ties to the government to operate in communist fucking China. And you don't think them almost owning 50% of Epic is going to be a problem? Like you don't think with gaming blowing up, them having that much access to like the interior of the US is insane. Not to mention, they just want to buy our our military simulator yeah they just want to they just want to know what's going on they want to have power i mean you know it's the only reason why china does anything is to have power and to gain more power i mean that's i'm not saying the united states doesn't but we also don't actively you know um hold people in concentration camps and force them to i mean the the private prison system is a an issue i guess but it's not what china's doing in a way Although there is Guantanamo Bay, but I mean, that's all also that's different. Man, we are starting to sound like China. <laughs> not, the more and more, <laughs> not, not good, just different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not good. Yeah. They're not acceptable. But it's no. not like we're, we're saying that that's acceptable either, but. Um, 
Yeah, well, I think it's also just going to be... It's just so funny that we're as we go more woke in the gaming industry, you know, quote unquote, as we try to make these uh, changes to the culture to be more accepting and tell stories from all different sorts of people, it should be extremely alarming that these are the people, you know, investing and controlling the money behind who's making our games. You know, you care about what kind of characters and stories are being told and you're going to complain there's you know not enough this or too much of that you know on both sides you have to have a problem with this then because whether they say it or not the people who they have given money to have an obligation to them and they won't write things that they say no to if we want a free and operational place to tell stories to the completeness of the freedom of speech we can't let these kind of people and powers be the ones controlling our games, especially when so many more people are getting involved in gaming and having these experiences. It's our duty and our responsibility to fucking do something. And it's disgusting that IGN and larger game industries who are probably scared of these people because of their influence in the industry to say something. But that's what makes it the most important. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, anybody who has the opportunity to interview somebody like the CEO of Activision, Bobby Kodak on stage and doesn't corner them and ask them about, you know, their involvement with uh, Chinese money and, and what they're doing to, you know, actively stand up and, and, and say something about the Uyghur concentration camps or the, the, you know, uh, horrific anti-protest measures happening that happened in Hong Kong. And I don't know, probably are still are happening. The weird security state that China has become with social credit scores and, you know, face camera security cameras, like on the street and, and shit like that. It's not like we aren't headed in that direction. Um, but we aren't there yet. And it's so hard because it's such a virtual thing, but privacy is incredibly important. And letting them have that kind of interior access to a huge population of America is a big deal. You know, it's not that they're going to put a virus in it. It's just that they have that information and, it's things and like, what they're going to want to do with it. You know, and a, I forget which fighting game it was, but like, they just recently removed mentions of Taiwan, mentions of Uyghurs, mentions of, you know, things that like the Chinese government doesn't want in games. And it's it's little things like that that actively erode our democracy and our freedom of speech. It's just removing these things, pretending like they don't exist. It's it's that that George Orwell idea of going back and editing things to just, you know, Oh, that never happened. Like you can't prove it. There wasn't in the newspaper because somebody went back and fucking took it out of the newspaper. You know, like it's, uh, it's weird how they're trying to control things, you know, and it's seeing the world as a game and not as it truly is. And we need to stop and look at the world and the actions that are happening as it truly is. So we can do something about it, you know? Yeah. And uh, in typical, quote, we won't say anything about China's human rights violations fashion. Um, here's IGN announcing Tencent um, buying little big planet three developer uh, Sumo Digital written by Joe Scrabbles. Um, I'm just going to read this verbatim. So like I'm not skipping over anything to just 
tell you how they don't they literally don't mention anything about the chinese government or anything that's happening in concentration camps or anything you know anything related to human rights violations yet ign felt so inclined when palestine and israel were having their conflict that they had to write a whole blog post and editors you know wrote a post against their editors-in-chief or, or, or the people that you know made them write the post or take the post down about palestine but yet they continue to write articles about uh chinese interests and and mention absolutely nothing and it's because they're only worried about access Quote, Tencent is set to buy Sumo Group, which owns Sumo Digital, Sackboy, A Big Adventure, and Crackdown 3 developer, um, The Chinese Room, Everybody's Gone to the Rapture, and Dear Esther, and more in a $1.27 billion deal. As reported by Games Industry, the Chinese entertainment giant, which already wholly owns Riot Games, League of Legends, and 40% of Epic Games, Fortnite, has backed Sumo Group's approach to work for higher projects. While Sumo Studios have created their own IP over the years, the group is best known for taking on projects from other companies. That's led to it working on major licenses like Sonic and Sackboy, among others. Sumo Group CEO Carl Caver said, quote, the opportunity to work with Tencent is one we just couldn't miss. It would bring another dimension to Sumo, presenting opportunities for us to truly stamp our mark on this amazing industry in which in ways which have previously been out of reach, like having a hand in concentration camps. Tencent's chief strategy officer, James Mitchell, wrote, quote, Tencent intends to bring its expertise and resources to accelerate the growth of Sumo, both in the UK and abroad, supporting Sumo in the market for top-notch creative talent in the UK as a hub for game innovation. We believe the proposed transactional benefits uh, all, or transaction benefits all stakeholders, delivers compelling value for Sumo shareholders while enhancing the Sumo business for the future. The deal has been agreed, but is subject to shareholder approval. The Guardian reports that Tencent has already received pledges to back the takeover from 27% of shareholders, while Tencent itself already owns 8.75% of Sumo. Not a single mention of Chinese government interests, not a single mention of how Tencent and the communist regime and China are linked by the nature of China's economy and Xi Jinping's Stalinistic approach. This is terrifying. Uh, I'm not a nationalist by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but I am anti-authoritarian. And the fact that there isn't a mention, not even a whisper or an innuendo about China or its concentration camps in this article is terrifying i mean these people are cowards and they should be disgusted yeah i mean in this case i feel like silence means yes and it's like every time we choose not to say something like yeah you could just be like under controversy for human rights things yeah you don't even have to take a stance but to not even acknowledge it's you're you're playing your hand in 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 the active erosion of um human rights and um just the the future integrity of even even the idea of the west you know like that's that's the thing is like this this it, it, this is sort of like little chips at the foundation of the games industry is huge and the more china has influence in the games industry the more the mind of developing adolescence in in the sense of like you know a and adults are are going to be shaped by the things that they encounter in these games and if you're 
you can't criticize China in games if you can't have things like saying just fucking uh, like saying Taiwan or Uyghur or things like this in games. If that's going to start being controlled and silenced and people at games tournaments can't if they're fucking from Hong Kong can't say free Hong Kong. And it's an American company silencing that individual. That's that's worrisome. And I don't I'm I'm concerned to see where we'll be in 10 years. No, yeah, it doesn't look like it's a big deal when these feel like extreme acts happening outside, you know, some guy speaking up about a protest. It's like, oh, I get why they wouldn't want, you know, that to be talked about, you know, or it's complicated. But every time we let them silence someone or silence something or remove it. We say that's okay, and then the extreme gets closer and closer, you know, like farther away from what we think of it. You know, first it's Hong Kong, and, you know, we can't talk about, you know, concentration camps, and then it's going to be like we just can't say, you know, as you know, as much negative things about the Chinese government, you know, or we can't talk about the Chinese government, you know, yeah. and that's terrifying. Things shouldn't be monitored and edited like that for an authoritative control over something that's supposed to be expressive you know yeah and i i have no problem with the fact that china is communist either like i want to be very clear it has no nothing to do with their quote their like supposed economic system you know it's not that they're a communist yeah. regime it is the fact that they it's are an authoritarian and actively oppressive regime to their people you know, that is the point. And they, they actively float their middle class and they grow their middle class so they don't revolt and don't have issues because that's, you know, that's what you have to do. You keep people somewhat satisfied enough um, to not want to rock the boat. But it's concerning. Everything that's happening over there is concerning. Um, I'm And I'm genuinely concerned about our interests I mean, we should have never normalized. This is might be extreme, but we should have never normalized trade relations with China without expecting stipulations in return, such as active human rights monitoring and and such of the and and things of that sort. You know, the the fact that we just let them continue to operate unabated when they always have been this sort of dictator force, this sort of you know. Oh yeah, we should have. I mean, maybe not even. Uh, trade for me but definitely how we moved our labor force over there in such intensity and volume is like we gave them a lot of uh, uh, control with that it's like yeah a lot all our silicone like a lot of our parts computer you know wise come from china what happens when they just decide no well, it's like we literally just were going you know? through a fucking pandemic in which our entire supply chain for um ppe and face masks and stuff of the sort was all outsourced to china you know and and china was the the epicenter of said pandemic and supply lines were shut down you know it was it was hard to get things for a minute because we had outsourced literally everything instead of bolstering our own um economic forces you know we worried about fake numbers instead of real results and that's yeah. that will be the to a government we knew was authoritative and inhumane and, and actively against <laughs> all of our interests ronald reagan bill clinton 
George H.W. Bush, they actively sold out our country and we continue to do so as long as we don't stop this bullshit. You know, it's it's very yeah. concerning. That was China taking over the manufacturing and labor that we struggle to come back with. And that was super huge in America. That was our biggest thing was we were a, a manufacturing, producing country, you know, post-World War II, we turned all those tanks and weapons started making shit and consumerism that's a whole different conversation uh but now they're trying to take over the game industry and it's not that they're going to take all the fucking jobs it's that they're going to change how we're allowed to fucking experience it yeah and i mean and people interact like think if you get blacklisted from playing these online games because you have a political opinion different than that of the chinese government well, not even that but like think about how they'll they'd have access to you know you never know what could be hidden in certain code or whatever that they're downloading you know uh, voice chats or they get access they can get access to microphone they're putting you know they could put in malware as they're known to do in their technology you know that's why fucking what is it huawei can't even develop like they offered to develop China offered to develop like 5G towers Huawei can't develop here we we they told China no we're like are you fucking kidding mm-hmm. like <laughs> well clearly we think that we almost banned TikTok yeah this is very concerning we did ban TikTok like clearly some governments get and recognize I mean, that now you there's a problem with them having access to that. You, you know? yourself don't have the Epic Game Store downloaded on your PC because you know that allows them in their in their or what is it their? Oh, that was for the Valorant anti cheat oh. that had code that allowed it to execute <laughs> programs on your PC. Oh, that, but like the that Ep- just I'm sure the be- Epic Game Store probably has something similar because people are a lot of people are anti Epic Games Store. Right, and because of it, oh, and, yeah. Well, now with the huge Tencent, yeah, yeah. Tencent owns forty percent of Epic, and that's concerning to people. I mean, it's it's wild though that Tim Sweeney still owns fifty one percent of of Epic. Um, that's kind of nuts. One person owns a majority of one of the wealthiest companies in the world, but also the fact that Tencent. Okay, it's not just it's not just like Tencent has a 40% investment in Epic, which has Fortnite either, right? It's no. Tencent has a 40% investment in Epic, which owns the Unreal Engine, which is foundational in most games these days. That's concerning. That's concerning. It's not even the games that Epic themselves makes. It's the fact that their engine is in everything. And to the point where... PlayStation had an event where they were touting Unreal Engine 5 or something like that. And and they were just advertised. They were advertising how Unreal Engine 5 is essential to the like the next gen experience. You know, it's it's, you know, awesomely available for or like the technology available in Unreal Engine 5 is next gen personified, you know, and it's like, well, yeah, but they are also attached at the hip with the wouldn't it be better if you continue to use decima and and try to update that from the internal perspective because it was developed by guerrilla games and maybe not 
Epic, which has maybe has better access to a bigger team of engineers that's only working on an engine, but at least you'd have some sort of, you know, dignity and self-respect that you're not actively participating in the murder of an entire type of people, (laughs) you know? Maybe, but that paycheck though. Yeah, you can't, you can't knock a a good paycheck. Bobby Kotick is one of the highest paid CEOs in the world, so... Take a guess. What do you think Bobby Kotick made last year? Uh, like a disgusting $60 million. Yeah, it's a uh, $154.6 million compensation package. $154 million? Okay, so... Bloomberg reports that while Kodak's salary declined by 15% to $1.5 million in 2020, his overall pay package rose by more than 400% from $30.1 million in 2019, thanks, to primarily, thanks primarily to stock awards of close to $150 million. Holy fuck. How does that make sense? When you're making like... 300 times your mean salary employees sal- like salary or there's like 3000 times i think something like that that's uh, a little excessive you know <clears throat> a little bit in my opinion yeah um i saw um turtle rock uh just to kind of make this a little more lighthearted and not talk about such depressing <laughs> subject matters. Um, no, bring back up the genocide again. Concentration camps. Um, no, developer Turtle Rock dropped a new trailer for its highly anticipated game, Back for Blood, um, touting a bunch of cool PC-centric options and benefits. The trailer is fucking incredible, so if you haven't seen it, you absolutely should watch it. Um even if you don't have a PC, the features listed in the game itself in the trailer are 4K graphics with an uncapped frame rate, and Nvidia DLSS, which we'll get into in a second, uh, ultra wide and multi monitor support, multiple customization options. The options so shown looked pretty standard for most PC releases, like field of view, graphics quality, etc., and full cross play support. Um, do you know what Nvidia DLSS is? Yeah, that's going to be. Uh, deep learning super state and that's going to be their uh, super sampling that takes lower graphics and has that program run and put it at high displayed at higher graphics so does that mean like a game that's traditionally running at like 1080p would then be displayed at 4k or does that mean like little things like wall textures and shit will be displayed at higher graphics so if i have a 4k how i interpret it i could be incorrect i'm new to the pc scene uh-huh. Um, instead of you natively happening to put the game out in 4K, which is going to be more intensive on your PC, yeah. you can put it out at like 1280, and then your NVIDIA card will upscale it to 4K. So your card, your PC does less work, but you're still going to get that higher quality on the uh, graphics-wise. I'm super stoked for this game. I think this looks fucking incredible and I'm super excited for just a simplistic, you know, round based horde mode sort of 
not a round base, but like, you know, that's what I liked about Left for Dead actually is like you were actively trying to get to a point. It wasn't just survive X amount of rounds. It was you were moving forward, trying to get to an exit, you know, trying to exfil out of this map. And uh, it had, it felt like it had a purpose, you know, that's what I really liked about that, that series. And I'm excited for, I think it seems like this, that sort of gameplay loop is coming back. I hope so. That's what I really enjoyed. Uh, I think you, yeah, compared to like a timer and watching it count down, you're like, oh man, I hope I can make it these last, you know, 10 seconds or like, I just have to kill these last two guys. It was cool to have to be getting somewhere to that safe zone you know, that place you can take a breather, right? but you happen to get there, like seeing it get closer and know the shit's behind you. That's a really cool intensity that I don't think you get with like a, just a regular horde mode. And thinking about the zombie density that they were able to achieve on Xbox 360, it was pretty intense, like the amount of swarms that you'd get caught up in, in that. And I can't imagine, I mean, even just watching the trailer, it, it looks like it's going to get intense. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't normally get excited for multiplayer games, but this one's got me going. Do these, um, PC features get you excited at all? Since, uh, you're the only actual PC gamer here out of the, out of the two of us. <laughs> uh, I have a video card, so it'll be cool to get the DLSS, see how that helps it look, but I don't have a 4k monitor or multiple monitors but that is a really cool thing especially for pc players i know a lot more ultra wides are becoming a lot more popular and not a lot of stuff was supported for that and it you know throws off the picture and can be unfun so have you ever thought about getting I, an ultra wide monitor i think they look pretty cool yeah i wouldn't be against it i like the curved monitors i think those are pretty neat just for gimmick's you know, sake I, yeah but they actually do a lot. People like make fun of them, but that slight curve when you're sitting down in front of a PC, nah, it makes it, you feel a little bit. It's a little more immersive. Clo- like, yeah, it looks more pointed at you. You feel focused in. Hmm. Interesting. Or it was placebo, but um, I'm super hyped cross play. So we definitely got to do that. Yeah. We can record some, um, something. Yeah. I'm excited to see what a huge ass zombie horde is going to look like 2021. Yeah, right. Kind of or intense. Whatever. I'm I'm kind of stoked on that. Um, are you planning on uh, playing anything other than Skyrim this co- upcoming week? Um, yeah, I really hope to finish up Mafia. That's been on my plate. I haven't gotten a chance to go back in and play the story. Um, you can't be too far from the end now. You've been playing that for a few weeks. Yeah, I took a little bit of break, so I don't know. I try not to look to see how far I am, just because it's cool to see like it just like unravel and not try to be like oh man what are they gonna do with this last 10 percent of the game that's fair i always find myself in games that i feel like are taking just a little bit too long i always find myself uh looking up how many chapters or how many acts there are or something on like an ign to be like all right am i close because if i'm close i'll fucking i'll just power through and i'll finish it if i'm not i'll just I'll just end it right there. Um, but usually by the time I do that, I'm I'm pretty close to the end of game. So I'm like, fuck, I'll just finish it. Uh, the last game I did that for was Marvel's 
Spider-Man. I did not finish it, actually. But I do now have the PS5 remaster of that game because it came with my copy of Miles Morales. What was weird about that game is if you bought the PlayStation 4 Game of the Year edition of Spider-Man, it like made it impossible to buy the remastered version on the PlayStation store. Like I, I was physically unable and I had only bought the PS4 game of the year edition. I literally bought it like a month before they announced the PS5 remaster. And I only bought it because it was on sale for like 15 bucks. And I was like, Oh, that probably won't get any cheaper. I bought it. And then they were like, Oh, we're also remastering this for PS5. And I was like, you sons of bitch. <laughs> it's so frustrating. It's the same thing they did with control. I bought control cause it was on sale for 30 bucks or 20 bucks or something like that. And then they fucking put it on PS plus. And I was like, you, fucking motherfucker um but yeah like i couldn't download the the remaster of the of spider-man for ps5 and so i uh when i got miles morales somehow the game itself like the used disc came with like the code in the inside for spider-man remastered and i tried it and it worked i was pretty lucky nice yeah lucked out but suckers yeah I'll have to actually beat that game at some point. Uh, I uh, no, you won't. No, I probably won't actually ever go back to play. But I want to because I beat Mar- uh, Miles <laughs> Morales, and that game was great. That game was super fun. I liked the soundtrack. I liked the gameplay. The like sort of electricity beat. But my problem with um, Spider Man, not Miles Morales, was that it was just too long. It just took forever, and there was just too many like mini games like that just felt there for the sake of it, you know, to make the game longer and they just weren't enjoyable, which they took out for miles Morales, which was great. There were no like super annoying shit that just felt like filler, which was great because it's probably because DLC, but I'm hoping they kind of learned that lesson in the next Spider-Man game. Um, I'll probably be playing. No, I am not probably I'll definitely be playing final fantasy seven remake. I'm actually super stoked to get into that game. Um, I'm shelving cyberpunk for sure <laughs> until they uh, release a PS5 version. Um, and I'm also going to beat Ghost of Tsushima this week. I'm determined. Still haven't beaten that game. I actually stopped playing it for a while because it took too long. It was just taking so long, but it's such a fun game. I just want to beat it. You know, I want to know why it didn't end when I thought it should have ended. <laughs> like what they thought was so worthwhile that they didn't just end the game when they should have ended the game, in my opinion. You know? So I'm intrigued. No. Um, you What what anime are you going to be finishing up? What are you watching still, you said? Uh, the God of High School. Nope. I hope to have uh, Shaman King finished by next week, too. But we'll see. Um, anything to shout out? You got any... I don't know what you would have to shout out, but do you have anything to shout out? No. All right. Yeah. I don't know. Just uh, follow us on, you can go to, well, I guess you can go to uh link tree, but it's not like linktree.com. It's L I N K T R dot E E slash checkpoint prod underscore. Um, and that'll direct you to our YouTube. Why do you look so perplexed? What, what, I mean, I can't remember what you just said. I don't know how the listeners are going to. Well, the thing is, is you're hearing me in real time. What they have is a device in their hand currently that can actively rewind 10 seconds in, a, in just one click. 
and, and you know what, because this is taking a second, you know, just give it 20 seconds, click it back twice real quick, and then you'll get it again. And you know, if you can't possibly remember it, I'll spell it out for you right here, right now. It's L-I-N-K dot T-R. Oh, wait, fuck. I got it wrong. All right, let me let me do it again. Your stupid face is fucking me up. It's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash C-H-E-C-K-P-O-I-N-T-P-R-O-D underscore. And that gives you uh, links to our Spotify and Apple podcast feeds, which are the same. So we'll just pick your podcast thing of choice. Although if you're listening to this, you probably already have found us on your podcast platform of choice. So I guess that's a little redundant. Don't mind me. I'm a little high. Um, but it also, you know, because I know you guys want to just throw money at us, it gives you access to our Patreon, which has no reason for you to give us money, but you know, we're horse, so we'll take it. Um, and, uh, not wrong. And our YouTube, did I say that already? We'll be I uploaded a Fortnite Let's Play. I'll be uploading Final Fantasy VII Let's Play. If Matt actually ever shows up, maybe we'll record a Let's Play together. Um, no. Probably not. <laughs> By the time Back for Blood comes out on October 12th, maybe, <laughs> maybe <laughs> we'll, we'll record a Let's Play together. Um, I think I'm sick that oh, day. Oh, fuck. Fair enough. Well, you have a good sick day. That's all right. You're getting your 17th vaccine shot. So (laughs) you'll be feeling under the weather. Um, Thanks for listening. Have a good rest of your week. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.